Jesus. Christianity first arrived in Japan in 1549. Thousands of Japanese embraced the gospel, and hundreds of churches were established throughout the nation. However, in 1589, one of the worst persecutions in the history of the church began. What led to one of the worst persecutions in church history that nearly wiped Christianity from Japan? You're tuned to Evidence and Answers with your host, Pat Sugren. Pat is an author, teacher, and international speaker in the area of Christian apologetics, the defense of the Christian faith. In today's broadcast, Pat will continue on with his four part series on the Christian history of Japan. If you're unable to hear any of this message, all of our broadcasts are available on our website. That's evidenceandanswers.org. Now here's Pat with part two of this study. Many of us know that less than 1% of Japan identifies themselves as Christian today. The church has not made a significant impact in the country of Japan, but few know that Japan has a rich Christian history that is older even than our American church history. And as we discussed the other day, Western Christianity first arrived in Japan in 1549 with. Father Francis Xavier, a Jesuit missionary. And in the two years he was in Japan preaching the gospel, the Japanese embraced the gospel, and thousands of peasants, as well as lords and samurai, became Christian. So that by 1587, about one generation after Francis Xavier arrived, it is estimated there were 200,000 Christians in Japan. And by 1597, there's an estimated 300,000 to 500,000 who became Christians in Japan, including peasants. Lords and samurai, and there was great hope that Japan would be the gateway for the gospel going into Asia. In fact, Father Oganto, who followed Xavier, wrote that he believed Japan would be Christianized in 30 years, and there was great hope for this nation as churches were established from the southern tip of Japan all the way up to the north. And when we do our Japan Christian Martyrs Tour, one year we go to the north, and one year we go to the south because there's so many sites. Of where Christianity had made a significant impact and where significant events took place in parts of the country throughout all of Japan. Now, Christianity spread rapidly throughout Japan as thousands of Japanese embraced the gospel of Jesus Christ. Within one generation, nearly half a million, it is believed, Japanese accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Well, what happened? Well, the tide turned. And Christianity eventually became outlawed, and the Christians were persecuted in Japan. Now, let me go through the beginning of the persecution that occurred in Japan. Now, the most powerful lord of Japan when Xavier arrived was Oda Nobunaga. He reigned from 1534 to 1582. He became the most powerful lord and sought to unite Japan under. One lordship, his, and he almost did it, but he was assassinated by one of his men. Now, under Oda Nobunaga, Christianity flourished. Nobunaga despised the Buddhist priests because he felt that they exploited the people of their money. And so he allowed Xavier and the Christians to preach. In fact, he even had discussions with the Jesuit priests. There's rumors that. Some believe that perhaps he even came to faith in Christ, but we don't know that. That is very difficult to confirm. But with this freedom under Nobunaga, Christianity flourished throughout Japan. And Father Oganto even wrote that 
Japan would be Christianized within 30 years. Nagasaki, it's a city in southern Japan. You may know it because that's where the second atom bomb was dropped. But few know that Nagasaki became the headquarters of the Christian missionaries. It became the Jesuit stronghold. In fact, it was called the Vatican of Japan. And it is there in Nagasaki where the people first ate beef and drank wine. Now, Oda Nobunaga nearly conquered and united all of Japan, but he was betrayed and assassinated by one of his generals in 1582. And his trusted aide, Toyotomi Hideyoshi, is the one who succeeded him. Hideyoshi went on and conquered and united Japan under his rule in 1584, and he actually became the first shogun of Japan. Now, in 1587, so that's about 40 years after Xavier arrived in Japan, Hideyoshi grew concerned about the growing influence of Christianity and viewed it as a threat to his power. And therefore, in 1587, he gave an edict outlawing Christianity in Japan. Now, the edict wasn't very effective as missionaries continued to enter Japan and Christianity continued to spread throughout Japan. Now, Hideyoshi was a temperamental ruler and backed off his threats, but several factors later on caused Hideyoshi to intensify his persecution on the Christians. First, trading with the West. Japan traded with the Spanish and the Portuguese and the Danes. And Hideyoshi was offended by the attitude of superiority that came from the Westerners, even the Christians. Second, many who became Christians ended up destroying the Shinto and Buddhist temples there in Japan. This was seen as disrespectful of Japanese culture and history, as many of the temples were destroyed and burned. Hideyoshi sent couriers to Coelho, who was a Jesuit missionary there, asking him to do the following. He said, why are the Padres so desirous to convert, and why do they even use force on occasion? Why do they destroy Shinto and Buddhist temples and persecute the monks instead of compromising with them? Why do they eat useful and valuable animals like horses and cows? And why do the Portuguese buy many Japanese people and export them from their native land as slaves? Now, on some of these issues, Hideyoshi did have a right to be concerned. You know, as Christians, we persuade people by the power of our evidence and the power of our, the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We don't force people to come to Christ and we don't persecute those of other religions who may disagree with us. We persuade them through the power of our arguments and the truth we have in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so yes, some very overzealous Christians unfortunately did indeed persecute the Shinto and Buddhist monks and did burn and destroy their temples, unfortunately. And so he did have a right to be concerned. So even today, those of us who are on foreign fields need to be very careful how we conduct ourselves. We don't want to compromise the gospel, but we persuade people. We don't coerce them or force them to faith in Christ, but persuade them by the power of the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the powerful evidence and answers we have to the challenges and the questions that people ask. Now, the third major factor that led Hideyoshi to begin the persecution of the Christians was one of his, the samurai lords named Takayama Ukon. He was a Christian samurai who served under the previous lord Nobunaga and was the daimyo, or the lord of a province near Osaka. He became a Christian and it's under his lead that he closed down many Buddhist temples and Shinto shrines. 
in eight years, 18,000 of his 25,000 citizens were baptized as believers in Jesus Christ. And at Nobunaga's funeral, Takayama was ordered to light incense at the Buddhist altar, but he would not because he did not wish to worship other gods. Hideyoshi was obsessed with, with power and demanded complete allegiance. And he sought to test Takayama's loyalty and ordered him to give up his faith in Christ. Well, Takayama would not because as Christians, our loyalty is first to Jesus Christ. And so Takayama, although he had faithfully served the previous Lord, even the Lord of Hideyoshi Nobunaga, although Takayama had served Nobunaga faithfully, because he refused this order, he was stripped of his title and of his lands and banished from Japan. A fourth factor that led to the persecution was the city of Nagasaki. This was a valuable city because this is the headquarters of trade with the Westerners, the Spanish and the Portuguese. But Nagasaki was controlled by the Jesuits and Hideyoshi wanted to seize control of the lucrative trade there with the Spanish and the Portuguese. A fifth factor occurred in 1596. A Spanish galleon was blown off course from Manila, the Philippines, heading to Mexico and wrecked off the Bay of Urago there in southern Japan. The cargo of gold and silk was taken by force by the Japanese and the crew was imprisoned and detained. Angered by their treatment, the pilot of the ship warned his captors to be careful since the Spanish would come and colonize their countries as they had just done in the Philippines. And unfortunately, this captain unfortunately stated that the missionaries were the advance guard of the Spanish and they were already established throughout Japan. And so these are the five factors that led Hideyoshi to begin the persecution of the Christians. So in 1597, 10 years after his original edict, Hideyoshi intensified the persecution of the Christians, and the first Christian martyrs died in Nagasaki in 1597. In 1597, Hideyoshi arrested 24 Christians in Kyoto, the capital of Japan. Uh, this group included several Western missionaries as well as national Japanese. He chopped off their left ears and paraded them throughout the streets for several months, and then they were tied up and marched from Kyoto to Nagasaki for 600 miles till they arrived at the city of Nagasaki. During their journey, they underwent public torture meant to terrorize other Japanese from becoming believers in Jesus Christ. All the 26 held on to their face courageously, even singing a hymn of praise to the Lord. And with all the way until they arrived at Nagasaki to the hill where they were to be crucified. Now remember, Nagasaki at that time was the Vatican of Japan. This was the Christian headquarters uh, for the Christians in Japan. So it's no wonder that Hideyoshi would march the Christians to Nagasaki. And it's there in Nagasaki on that hill that the Christians were hung on crosses for all the public to see and they were executed. Now, it is in Nagasaki that they were chained and hung on a cross for public display, and their lives were ended when they were stabbed with spears, and their bodies were left on display for 80 days there hanging on the cross in Nagasaki as a warning to the people there. 
to discourage them from embracing their faith in Christ. Now they were marched and they were tortured for several weeks in hopes that they would deny their faith in Christ, but none of them did. Now, not only were adults crucified on that day, but three young boys, about 12 years old, were also crucified on that day. And when you go to Nagasaki, uh, as part of our tour, we stopped by that memorial where the first 26 martyrs uh, were killed in Japan. Now, one of the famous martyrs is was a man named Paul Miki. He was a Japanese born in 1562, the son of a wealthy military leader. But he came to Christ and was serving in the church along with the rest of the family. Paul Miki offered a very powerful testimony of his faith in Christ during the group's month-long march to Nagasaki. During that whole march, he preached courageously to the crowds who came to mock the prisoners. And as he hung on the cross, he continued to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And his last recorded words were this. He said, the only reason for my being killed is that I have taught the doctrine of Christ. I thank God. It is for this reason that I die. I believe that I'm telling the truth before I die. And he went on to further state, after Christ's example, I forgive my persecutors. I do not hate them. I ask God to have pity on all, and I hope my blood will fall on my fellow men as fruitful rain. And while hanging on the cross, he proclaimed love and forgiveness to his enemies. That's something completely foreign to the Japanese culture. In the Japanese culture, if you look at some of their most famous stories, one of the most famous is the 47 samurai, who these men, after the death of their Lord, plotted for, I believe, about two years in secrecy to avenge their Lord and eventually avenged their Lord and attacked the house of their enemy and chopped off Lord Kira's head and then paraded it to their Lord's grave there. But that's a famous story representing the spirit and the heart of the samurai to never forget and to seek vengeance for your Lord. What a contrast to what Paul Miki was preaching here, forgiveness and love to his persecutors uh, that shocked the crowd as they were listening to him. And he continued to share the gospel of Jesus Christ until the tip of a spear entered his heart, thus ending his life. Another Christian who died that day was a young boy, about 12 years old, named Thomas Kosaki. He served as an altar boy there in the church, and he helped his father with his carpentry for the Franciscan missionaries, and they stayed at the convent that they had built. Well, he was also paraded and tortured for several weeks as he marched from Kyoto all the way to Nagasaki. And the samurai were coaxing this young boy to renounce his faith in Christ. They were saying, you have all your life to live before you. Renounce your faith in Christ and you can go free. Why waste your life and die? But Thomas refused and he chose rather to die for Christ and with his father rather than reject his faith in Christ. Well, there's a famous farewell letter that he wrote to his mother from prison the day before he died, and it's served as an inspiration to Christians throughout the world. Here's the letter that he wrote to his mother. It's a short but very powerful letter. And Thomas Kosaki wrote this. He said, Dear Mother, Dad and I are going to heaven. There we shall await for you. Do not be discouraged, even if all the priests are killed. Bear all sorrow for our Lord, and do not forget you are now on the true road to heaven. You must not put my smaller brothers in pagan families. Educate them yourself. These are the dying wishes of father and son. Goodbye, mother dear. Goodbye. Those were the words of a 12-year-old boy to his mother before he was crucified on the cross there in Nagasaki. 
Now, Hideyoshi died in 1598, and after him was the famous, probably the most famous battle in Japan, the Battle of Sekigahara in 1600. Here, over 160,000 soldiers fought in this battle, and the forces of the Tokugawa defeated the loyal forces to Hideyoshi and the reign of the Tokugawa shogunate, the longest reign in Japan of the shogun, the Tokugawa's began. Now, the first shogun, Ieyasu Tokugawa, he was born in 1543 and ruled till 1616. Now, in 1610, he was concerned over the growing threat of the Christian movement and he expelled all foreign missionaries from Japan. In 1614, Ieyasu Tokugawa outlawed Christian activity in Japan and from amongst the Japanese people. And the shogun sent his men to villages and cities throughout Japan, and the citizens had to show proof that they were supporters of the Buddhist temple and that they were not Christians. And so, plaques with a picture of Jesus or Mary, called the Fumie, were placed on the ground at the entrance where villagers entered into their villages. And as they entered, all were required to step on the portrait of the face of Christ or of Mary. And if they would not, the penalty was death. And it's from this time, thousands of Christians suffered martyrdom for Christ, for they would not step on the picture of Christ or of Mary. And crucifixion and burning at the stake was the most popular form of persecution. Often this was done in public arenas, so people would be discouraged from coming to faith in Christ. Now, the shogun realized that, well, just killing these Christians wasn't very effective, but there was a more effective way of discouraging people and frightening them from becoming Christians. The most effective weapon was apostasy, Christians who turned away from their faith. They were called korobi or fallen Christians. And the best way to make Christians renounce their faith in Christ was torture. So thousands of Christians, men, women, and children, Japan's the only place where pregnant women and children were tortured for their faith in Christ. Most were tortured with hopes that they would renounce their faith before they were killed. And most valuable were priests who renounced their faith. They were the most prized and they were paraded throughout the country to discourage Christians. And often they were sent to talk Christians out of their faith in Christ. Well, as a result, many Christian historians State that the persecution that came upon the Japanese Christians was the most fierce in the history of the church. The BBC News states the Roman Catholics maintained that the campaign against Christianity, which took place in Japan in the early 1600s, was more ferocious than any other religious persecution in the history of the church. Now, following Ieyasu was his grandson, Iemitsu Tokugawa. He was born in 1604 and ruled till 1651. Now, Iemitsu deified his grandfather at the great Toshogu shrine there in Nikko, Japan. And many consider him to be the Antichrist of Japan. Many feel that he turned over Japan to the dark powers there. He deified his grandfather, Ieyasu Tokugawa, as the god over Japan. Ieyasu said, if you will deify me as a god, then I will watch over Japan. And his grandson Iemitsu did so, building the grand Toshogu shrine, probably the grandest of all the shrines there in Japan. And there are models of the Toshogu shrine all over Japan. It's one of the shrines we visit there in Japan. 
and many feel a great power of darkness there at the Toshogu Shrine. Many feel that that's where Japan was handed over to the powers of darkness there by Iemitsu. Now, to solidify Japan under his religion, he built over 100 shrines throughout Japan. And it's under Iemitsu Tokugawa the worst persecutions occurred. The last missionary was killed during his rule. And he went throughout Japan torturing and killing thousands of Christians. And it was quite effective. In 1612, there was an estimated 300 to 500,000 Christians in Japan. By 1625, there was less than half. In 1644, the last missionary, Konishi Mancio, was killed. Now, Iemitsu sent out several edicts. He ordered everyone to register at the Buddhist temple. And he established the Office of Religious Inspection to enforce these decrees. And since Buddhist temples owned all the burial lands, people were forced to have funerals at Buddhist temples. That is why even to this day, if you want to look up your family ancestry, often you go to the local Buddhist temple that's there. And even to this day, the Buddhist temples own most of the graveyards there. So that anyone that wants to get buried there in Japan would have to get buried at those Buddhist graveyards there and register there at the Buddhist temple. Now it is also under the reign of Iemitsu that the largest rebellion in Japanese history took place. In 1637, 30,000 Christians led by a 17-year-old boy named Shiro Amakusa led a rebellion in southern Japan at a place called Shimabara, being taxed heavily and being ordered to renounce their faith in Christ the Christians retreated to the castle there, the Hara castle there in Shimabara, and there they fought the Shogun and his men. The Shogun sent 100,000 men to battle the Christians there at the castle, and the battle lasted for five months as the Shogun, with his army of 100,000, battled the Christians there for five months. Now, because of the persecution that the Christians were receiving, Shiro Amakusa, being a 17-year-old boy, believed he had received a message from God. And many of the Christian samurai there in southern Japan who had put down their swords took their swords back to stand against the shogun there. And they battled the shogun for five months. Now, the first battle took place on a bridge there in Amakusa. And there the Christians won the battle against the shogun and the shogun retreated back to a castle. Now the Christians being confident they could win the war against the shogun attacked the castle of the shogun and failed to capture it. And the Christians then retreated to their castle, the Hara castle. And it is there that the shogun and his army came and surrounded and lay siege to the Christians. And during this battle, the shogun called Japan's most famous and feared samurai, Miyamoto Musashi. Many of you know the stories of Miyamoto Musashi. He's considered the greatest samurai in the history of Japan. He called him to the battle there and he fought in that battle as well. Well, the siege ended after five months and the Christians on the island of Amakusa, all 30,000 were killed and the population of that island, which was about 100% Christian, was completely decimated when the shogun killed all the Christians there. Well, the population was gone, and so the shogun brought people from other parts of Japan to repopulate the island of Amakusa, because it was about 100% Christian. And of course, these people were Buddhists. They saw the thousands of dead bodies all over the ground, and so they put Buddhist memorials up for these Christians who had died on this island. And even to this day, Christians know 
these memorials. And although there are Buddhist memorials, Christians go there and often put crosses there to remind people these were not Buddhists who died. These were indeed Christians who died here in the famous Shimabara Rebellion there. Now, Iemitsu used this occasion to close the country of Japan to all foreign influence, and he shut the doors of Japan and kicked out all the Christian missionaries, and Japan shut its doors to the West from this moment on. From then on, the Christians had to go underground and became what's known as the Kakure Christians or the hidden Christians of Japan, and they had to practice their faith secretly. But the persecution that came from the Tokugawa shoguns was very effective and nearly wiped out Christianity from Japan. We're so glad that you've joined us here on Evidence and Answers Radio Broadcast. If you find this broadcast to be a blessing, please consider partnering with us. Evidence and Answers relies on generous donations from you, our listeners. For the opportunity to donate and keep us on the air, Head on over to our website. That's evidenceandanswers.org. You'll find we have a wide variety of resources available to you, including articles, audio, and Pat's books. Join us again next time on the air or online as we provide reasons for faith and hope in Christ right here on Evidence and Answers. Evidence and Answers.